You came when I was broken. You loved me through all of my failures. You gave when I had nothing to give. You came when I was broken. You loved me through all of my failures. You gave when I nothing to How beautiful are the feet of the man that came for me. How beautiful are the feet of the man who came for me. And how beautiful are the feet of the man who came for me. How beautiful are the feet of the man who came for me. How beautiful are the feet of the man who came for me. You came. You came when I was broken. You loved me through all of my failures. You gave when I had nothing to give. You reached out to save me. You spoke up when they called me guilty. You gave all you had when I had nothing to give. How beautiful are the feet of the one who came for me. If you want to sit, you can sit. And how beautiful are the feet of the one who came for me. How beautiful are the feet of the one who came for me. How beautiful are the feet of the one who came from Lord, when others are throwing stones, but Lord, you came, but you came for me, but you came for us. There's no better example for the love of a father that you show over us. How beautiful are the feet of the one who came for me. And you came when I was broke. You You came when I no. You reached out to save you spoke when they called me guilty you gave all you when I had nothing to give can you thank God for the scars where he proved his kindness over our life. 
How beautiful are the scars that show me how kind you are. This morning I'm here to tell you God is restoring you. God is restoring us. I don't know what is that stone that people throw at you. I don't know they would have created scenario to make you feel guilty. But he is here. But he is here. He restore everything, everything, everything. You restore everything. Everything, everything, you restore everything, 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 you restore everything, and you restore everything, and you restore, and you restore everything. Son and daughter, God is asking you today. You know who you are, but there are stones which has been thrown and you, you have a lot of scars. But there's restoration for you. I'm here to tell you that you will see from the eyes of the father, son and a daughter. This season you will see things from the eyes of the father because you will be restored. Even if you think back of those scars, of those guilt, of those pain, you will only know how kind this God is to you. You will only be grateful for what he has done in your life. And There is healing which is happening. There is healing where your identity was, was being hidden. It was not because of you, but somebody, but someone. Always wanted to point your past. Always wanted to tell what you have done before. But there is a healing there's a restoration in identity. To know what Father has belongs to you. To know that you can see through the eyes of the Father. Can you allow Him to work? Can you allow Him to work? Can you tell Him, Lord, thank you for your kindness. Even this scar that I see. It will not bother me 
because I see your kindness. I know how worse it would have gone. But I know you're kind. People were not kind, but you are kind. My life had cooked up with stories. People wrote their own stories about me. But Lord, today, He's restoring you. Even if you're sitting, can you just allow him to? You don't need to look at me. You don't need to look at anybody. Because I know for sure the true identity, your true identity, son, your true identity, daughter, will be restored. And you will see from the eyes of the Father. That's what I want to tell you this morning. Can you allow him? He, know that you, he knows that you have broken, so he's coming for you. He knows that you're very hurt. You know, that is paining a lot, that is bothering you a lot. Even when they call you guilty, even when they want to, don't want to see you as a new person, they're still calling your name, they're still pinpointing for what you have done. But today, but today, if you say no, I know what my father says about me. Your true identity is going to be restored. Everything of yours is going to be restored. Lord, do a deep work within us. Do a deep work within us, in our soul realm. Lord, go deep into the roots. Lord, go deep into the roots. Let everything be restored. Let everything that's been bothering your son and daughter, let there be a complete restoration. And I
And help me find a way And bring me back to you You're all I know you're waiting for the word, but this is what I hear. You've been praying to come out of that pain. You've been praying. But as you worship, but as you worship, there will be restoration. As you worship, you will experience the nearness of the Father. As you worship, you will experience His nearness. You will be able to wear his coat. You will be able to see the way he sees things. So can you... He's ready. He's ready to restore you. He's ready to restore you. And help me know you are Help me know you are. Lord, we let go of those pain. We let go, we let go. Help me. Lord, because I am your son, because I am your daughter. Help me know you are. Help me. Lord, show me, show me. Help me know you are Help me know you. Never let me go. Never let me go. Never let me go, never let me go. I can't fight this world without you. 
I can't face a day without you. Never let me go. Never let me go. Never let me go. Never let me go. My identity was shattered. But when you are near, but when you are near, I see you. But when you are near, I see you. And help me know you are Help me know you are Lord, your nearness is the biggest thing that I can ever have. Your nearness is the greatest treasure as sons and daughters we can have. Your nearness is what we seek, Lord. Your nearness is what we seek. For this church seeks your nearness. We don't want to function with half identity, Lord. Shattered identity. Thank you for healing that pain. God is restoring his sons and daughters where you didn't have a complete picture of who you are. But today there is restoration already happening in this place. When you are restored completely is when you are able to see from the eyes of the Father. You know, I'm here to tell you that your restoration to the Father, you know, if you say sonship, you can only, if you say you are a son, you will be like your Father. And that will happen when you have the full identity. We want to talk few sons in the Bible. Starting from Genesis 4 where we see Cain and Abel. They both are offered sacrifice. Bible says, but he did not accept Cain and his gift. Why did God did not accept Cain's gift or his sacrifice? Can we Find if there is anything that we are just doing it for the sake of doing it. God is asking, son, okay, you come into church every morning. As you heard today, what is that you're doing or you're taking a sacrificial step? You know. You see, Cain was very hardworking. He's, uh, you know, cultivating, even... Abel, he's looking after the sheep. But the way the posture of Abel moved the heart of God. Cain just wanted to bring something to the Lord. But for Abel, 
It's a serious thing. For Abel, even if it's offering a sacrifice, he wanted to give the best to the Lord. So today, son and a daughter, is there anything that, that we are doing just, everybody are following a norm, everybody are following a particular way. Are you just, fo just following that? Are you intentionally knowing why you are doing it? One of the most important stories that touched me was Samuel uh, and the children of the priest Eli. First Samuel chapter 2, 12 to 26. Now the sons of Eli were scoundrels who had no respect for the Lord or for their duties as priest. Whenever anyone offered a sacrifice, Eli's sons would send over a servant with the three pronged fork. While the meat of the sacrificial animal was still boiling, the servant would stick the fork into the pot and demand that whatever it brought up to give in to Eli's son. All the Israelites came to worship at Shiloh were treated this way. If you, if you read this, I really wanted to read it with you together, but how are you treating the people of God? You know, Samuel enjoyed dwelling in the house of God. Samuel was an outsider. He's not, uh, you know, he doesn't belong to a, like, you know, so-called, maybe I can tell you, the pastor's kid or, you know, how can I explain it better? priestly family, you know, but the seriousness, what Samuel, you know, just, he, he, he's been there dwelling in the presence of the Lord. He's been there in the house of the Lord, but people who are already in the house of the Lord, their parents are, you know, are maybe their generations, they will be priests. Uh, their grandfather will be a senior pastor or a bishop. And here are the kids they're really taking people's sacrifice for granted. They are just making use of uh, everything around, uh, you know, if, for example, if I can give you an example here, I like to give example, but uh, sometimes it goes very odd. <laughs> you know, when somebody gives us something to do, uh, we can see how, uh, you know, you are passionate to do it. You know, you can even come and bring this uh, podium like this. Treat it very respectfully, you know. Just an example. Sometimes growing up in a, in a church, in a Christian you know, family or a community, we stop valuing. You know, it, it just become every Sunday... Let's go, just worship. Worship means we already have a preset, okay, four song, five song. After that, there will be a pastor coming in, sharing a word. It is done. But if we rever, you know, there is this word, there, we had no respect for the Lord. Is there any way that we are losing respect for the Lord? Is there anywhere that we are lacking that reverence to the Lord? Not only in the house of God, wherever you do life, even in your workplace, even you may be studying, you may be in your college. Is there any place that we are just doing it as a norm? God is telling us, if you consider uh, this house or wherever you belong, if you can do every duty with due diligence, with respect, with reverence to the Lord. You, don't, you, you may not be belonging to a priestly lineage or, uh, you know, from a family. But the way God will change, if you read further, you will see how God tells him, okay, 
I'm done with your family and I will raise. That's how Samuel was appointed. Yes, right? Sons and daughters. It is important that we have reverence to the Lord. I'm, uh, I'm not here to scare you. I'm just telling you, uh, you know, God is very intentional about his children. See, if you uh, ask parents, uh, father, father, we have many fathers and mothers in the house. If the children behave in a certain way, they will understand there is something wrong. Right? You, you cannot be uh, however you want in the house. I don't know if every parent is allowed. I don't know. I have a doubt. You don't go sleep in the bathroom or you don't do... It is not encouraged, right? So, you need to understand the, you know, system. You need to understand, okay, this is my father. This is what my father uh, likes. If I do this, my father don't like. If I do this, he feel very happy. God is... Desiring those Samuels in this house. Those people who, who just enjoy to be in the house of, who just enjoy to do his, his things. Rather than just, you know, it just become a norm. I'm coming, just doing it. Genesis, we, uh, we, uh, we would like to study about one more, uh, two more brothers, that is Isaac and Ishmael. I like this verse, uh, 21, Genesis chapter 21, verse 8 to 10. When Isaac grew up and was about to be weaned, Abraham prepared a huge feast to celebrate the occasion. But Sarah saw Ishmael, the son of Abraham, and her Egyptian servant, Hagar, making fun of her son Isaac. Making fun of him. Hey, look at him. I've seen in, uh, just example, in Karnataka, there is different way of speaking the language Kannada. You know, there are people where it is very harsh. The people who speak with very politely, you know. Uh, I come from a place where the people speak very politely. Sorry, I'm not just, you know. But is there any place, sons and daughters, you are, you are making uh, fun of your brother, of your sister? Just thinking, eh, I don't know if just, I think this is a biggest, biggest, biggest problem as sons that we, and daughters that we struggle. I, I think I touched it even the last time. There's a, there's a place that we like, hey, look at that, that, you know, it's, it's actually not good. It's actually not good for us. You're seeing the person in a different eye. Uh, one thing the father of us always used to tell us, don't see the person, even he may be a very bad person now, but know what God has already called him for. Respect that over his life, what is God has already you know, called him. Can we find, even if he's a not bodybuild person or not muscular, he may not be wearing a costly shirt or shoes. Can we respect? Can we even consider them? That okay, this is my, my brother, this is my sister. That will change us. That will change us a lot. Even God is not partial. If I have two children, of course, parents will have a favorite one. I think so. Since I don't have a baby still, uh, very soon. Any parent, you have any favorite uh, son and a daughter? No? But I always hear this, mothers have a special love towards boy, boy child and fathers towards the daughter. But there is no favoritism, right? If uh, mother gives Joey a one chicken piece, uh, for Anu, it, 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 it will also be one chicken piece, right? Is it different in your house? Anybody, children, you should tell me. No? God sees everybody the way he has called you. Sometimes we spoil that identity of a son. 
you know if you keep always making problem the father's love will not change the father's love will not at all change what will change is he will think twice before he gives certain thing to you if uh, my habit is just breaking phone sorry if for example anu's habit is just breaking phone next time i'll think 100 times sorry she will not but i'm just giving an example so i'll think twice i'll okay i'll get it repaired second time third time then again still she is breaking it I'll, okay i'm like okay it's i need to pause now i should give her some hard case phone of you know in construction site we used to have a cat phone people who work in construction site you will know you know then i'll give him you know god is looking for that son who don't take things lightly in hand who don't just value themselves for your stuff your you'll buy the best but if you're going to get something to another person you will think you will go to buy 100 rupees t-shirt and give can we consider our brothers and sisters and is there any part of you just enjoy making fun you know uh, there are there are people who like to critic you know to just say that is not good this is not good uh, this should have been you know but they they're not uh, giving you that uh, correction just to you know build you up just just to pull you down you know this is just an incident ismail just made rafane kya hai beta aisa karta hai you know but that small thing is enough the small th- that that thing is enough can you consider can you consider your brother the best if you're buying 200 rupees something can you give 400 rupees can we change that mindset if you're buying uh, me a chocolate give joey two chocolate so when you start valuing the other person when you start respecting the other even you see the way how god will value you how god will you know i really want to experience fatherhood i'm still waiting because i i can't give you a lot of thing because i have not experienced fatherhood but there's a lot of love that i've seen a father you do all uh, you know if you jump you break first the father may get angry but after that then you know okay you can still buy a new one right our heavenly father loves us so much loves you so much but he has only one problem is some nature changes like you know small changes aisa aisa karta hai you know if you stop he'll be more happy he'll be very happy he's going to trust us with big things see the problem with cain and abel where he didn't know how to you know he just did it for a name sake but when we when we study ishmael his problem was making fun but one of the beautiful part that i i i really enjoyed about the story of the prodigal son i believe you all are aware of it luke chapter 15 verse 17 to 32 can you read with me this is a story about i believe you know the story right two son once uh, one received everything from his father and he went he enjoyed did all party and everything but finally when he had nothing he was having a very bad time then he come come back to his senses so it says when he finally came to his senses he said to himself at home even the higher servants have food enough to spare and here i am dying of hunger i will go home to my father and say father i have sinned against both heaven and you and i am no longer worthy of being called your son please take me as a hired servant so he returned home to his father and while he was still a long way off his father saw him coming filled with love and compassion he ran to his son embraced him and kissed him wow what a father did all the mess did everything possible but still the way he 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 just went running 
He was so happy. And after that, he said, but his son, he, he, he tells his father, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you. And I'm no longer worthy of being called your son. But I, I love the re reply of the father. But his father said, sorry, but his father said to the servant, quick. He didn't say, go by. You don't give him anything. You know, you, you he has spoiled my son has you know, destroyed all, all the money. He didn't say, don't give him anything. Just go be with the servant. But his father said, tells his servant, quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet. And kill the calf we have been fattening. We must celebrate with a feast for his son of mine was dead and has now returned to life. He was lost but now he is found. But there is another son. He, he is like, same thing. He is doing all hard work. He didn't do any bad, bad thing. He was very good. He was probably uh, the good, you know, you can uh, say one of the good boys. You know, he did everything. But when he's coming back home and he see, he's seeing like some nice party is happening and, and he gets to know that his brother is back and they're celebrating him. But I, when, when he's asking his father, how come you have, you're doing this to him? But I love the reply of the father. Father said to him, look, dear son, you have always stayed with me. And everything I have is yours. Look, dear son, you have always stayed with me. And everything that I have is yours. Today, God is telling few sons when... You see sons who are lost are coming back. Don't be upset. Give them space. Give them space. Accept them. Accept them. Celebrate them. Because you don't need to be insecure. Because everything that your father has is yours. You don't need to fight saying that, okay, how will I get this? How can I get this? You can be completely secure because everything belongs to you. Can we stop being insecure of if somebody will take it and go, if I will not be able to, you know, do certain thing in a certain way. Yeah, I, d I did something wrong. My father will not accept me. No. You're secure. Everything, everything that belongs to your father, it belongs to you. If you, if you are the person who been, you know, uh, lost everything, you did everything opposite what been told to you, what been instructed to you. You still have time. God is telling you to come back. God is asking you that today is your day of restoration. Today is the day that, you know, you, he just, He's just waiting to come and embrace you. Not just to embrace you, but give you the finest robe. And the celebration is going to be loud celebration. That is what God is going to, you can be secure. You can be secure of what your father already had. You will see the things from the eyes of the father. The season, everything which was hidden, everything which was hard for you to see or understand, maybe certain areas which you didn't realize, which you didn't understand, but today is the day that you will see from the eyes of the father. You're restored back into the family. You're welcome back, not just welcome back, but it has been celebrated. It has been celebrated. Are you with me? God wants you totally or completely for himself. He don't want you, want you to be uh, half here, half there. He wants you completely. He knows that you will come back But are you ready? Are you ready to accept saying this has happened, but I'm coming back to you? Luke chapter 10, verse 21 to 24. At the same time, Jesus was filled with joy of the Holy Spirit. And he said, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, thank you for hiding these things 
from those who think themselves wise and clever and for revealing them to the childlike. Yes, Father, it pleased you to do this way. My Father has entrusted everything to me. No one truly knows the Son except the Father and no one truly knows the Father except the Son and those to whom the Son chose then when they were alone, he turned to the disciple and said, Blessed are the eyes that see what you have seen. I tell you, many prophets and kings long to see what you see, but they didn't see it. And they long to hear what you hear, but they didn't hear. Today is the day that you will see. Today is the day that you will see. The things of God. Today is the day. It has been, you, you feel it has been waiting for a long time, but today is the day that you will see. Because you, everything of your past, those scars has been restored. Today is the day that you will see. I have this, this word for you. The book of Jude, chapter 1, verse 17 to 25. But you, my dear friends, must remember what the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ predicted. They told you that in the last time there would be scoffers whose purpose in, in life is to satisfy their ungodly desires. These people are the ones who are creating divisions among you. They follow their natural instincts because they do not have God's spirit in them. But you, dear friends, must build each other, each other up in your most holy faith. Pray in the power of the Holy Spirit and wait the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ who will bring you eternal life. Can we read that again? But you, dear friends, must build each other up in your most holy faith. Pray in the power of the Holy Spirit and wait the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ who will bring you eternal life. God is asking us to build, build your brother, build your sister. In this way, you will keep yourself safe in God's love. And you must show mercy to those whose faith is wavering. Rescue others by snatching them from the flames of judgment. Show mercy to still others, but do so with great caution. Hating the sin that contaminate their lives. Now... All glory to God, who is able to keep you from falling away and will bring you with great joy into his glorious presence without a single fault. All glory to him, who, our Savior through Jesus Christ, our Lord. All glory, majesty, power, and authority are his before all time and in the present and beyond all time. Without any fault. He will keep you from falling. And he will bring great joy. Without single fault. Without single fault. Today is the day of restoration. I know I'm just reading scriptures but. Keep this in mind. God is making you faultless. And it happens if you are willing to allow him to work. If you're willing to say that, okay, I know my father is. I am his son. Okay, there have been problems, but I, I can boldly go back to him. I can confidently reach out to him. You will build one another. You will not only restore yourself, but you will restore others. You will restore your brothers, your sister. You will not treat them low. You will not uh, try to showcase only their fault. You will be an ointment. You will be that comfort for them. You will be that, you know, if they, they, if they have been hurt, you will not go and put salt or masala on it. You will only be a balm. You will you will be a relief for them. This is what God wants us to do. 
Son, you know. Now you know your true identity. You're not only building yourself, you're building others. See, the best example of, of, the, of, of, a, of a good son is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He came to do the will of God. He came to fulfill His will. He could have done anything, you know. Jesus could have done many miracles. He could have just showed a hand like this and this offering box would have come up. But He didn't do. He didn't come for that. He came to do what God has called to do. God is calling us to build. God is calling us to build our identity, not only our identity, but your brothers and your sister around you. It is a season that you will be kept away from falling. Can you declare it, declare it over your life? I will be kept away from falling. I will have my brothers and sisters giving me cautions, giving me right instruction. And I will not take it in a wrong way. Or I will not interpret it for my convenience. But I will share it the way God tells me to share it. I will build them. I will never destroy them. I will be blameless without any fault. And I will see great joy. I will see great joy. Not only I will have the joy, my brother, my sister will also experience the joy because I will share the joy. We thank you, Lord. Lord, your word is truth and life. Your word is truth and life. No matter what people try to misinterpret, but Lord, today they are stepping out from this place, seeing from your eyes with complete restoration, with a true identity of a son, of a daughter.